0: Hi and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a remote personal training company with an emphasis on helping people of all fitness levels feel better, move better, and live better with progressive, functional, strength and conditioning workouts. It's estimated that over half of US adults will make a New Year's resolution this year. While these resolutions include self-improvement, money, family, love, and career goals, Topping the list by far are health-based resolutions. While you may hear fitness professionals knock New Year's resolutions saying, you don't need a new year to make a change, or start today, or New Year's resolutions don't work, honestly, I don't think someone using a fresh calendar year as the kickstart to getting them started down the path to getting healthier is such a bad thing at all. The thing that the resolution opponents do have right, though, is that most people do not keep their resolutions. It's estimated that only 10% of people stick with their New Year's resolutions after a couple of months. The most popular reason for failing a resolution is a lack of willpower, while the second most common stated reason is they simply forgot about it. I think this is largely due to not having a clear resolution and not having a plan to gradually work towards that goal. In this episode, I want to give you some ideas of some manageable health-based resolutions, some tips to get you started, and some perspective on how to maintain your efforts throughout the year. Before we get into today's episode, though, let me share with you a testimonial from one of our Straight Shot athletes, Sam. Sam says, Before training with Straight Shot, my biggest struggle was lower back pain. I work in an office, and with a lack of mobility, I developed back spasms despite exercising faithfully for years. The struggle was affecting both my work and my daily life. I was in pain and found it difficult to sit for long periods of time and lift heavy objects. After beginning the Straight Shot training program, I noticed a significant difference right away. The trainers were able to identify that despite exercising regularly, I had not been properly working out my lower back. They were able to work with me to create a specialized plan for toning those underdeveloped muscles. Within a few months of my training, my spasms were completely gone and I could actually feel the muscles beginning to develop and strengthen in my lower back. My quality of life has improved drastically since starting the straight shot training program. The functional fitness philosophy of straight shot training is absolutely effective. I can now lift heavy objects as well as sit comfortably at work. This is a result of the knowledgeable team's well thought out exercises, easy to use instructions, and their quick responses to questions. A truly unique and effective approach to fitness that anyone can use, whether you're a gym rat or a couch potato. And that was Sam. Thank you so much, Sam. I'm so glad your back is doing so much better. And I'm extremely thankful to have had you training with us since 2017 when we first launched our online training uh, programs and platform. Sam was one of the first athletes there with us and he's still continuing to train with us and has made a ton of progress. So congratulations on that, Sam. All right, everybody, let's find you a New Year's resolution. So I broke down some common New Year's resolutions and I also have some that you may have not thought about when it comes to making New Year's resolution. And I have them separated out into weight loss, nutrition, strength, endurance, pain resolution and flexibility slash mobility. And we're going to go through each of these quickly to give you some ideas of how to get started and how to keep going with it. So let's start with weight loss here. weight loss is one of those things where it's simple but it's not easy right it's you have to eat less and you have to move more well duh but how exactly that happens is extremely individual and how you stick with it is extremely individual and what works for you is not going to work for somebody else so it's difficult to just give one blanket prescription for what you're supposed to do here but the the basic concept of weight loss is you have to create a caloric deficit and how you do that is up to you and what works what works best for you but when it comes to how much weight you should lose here I think this is where people start to set themselves up for failure when it comes to the New Year's resolution because they're just picking this this number maybe it's what they weighed in college or high school or something like that and they just want to get to that number But what we need to look more at is your body fat percentage. So yes, pick a goal weight, but more importantly, you need to pick a goal body fat percentage. And you can get a trainer to help you with this if you're able to get into a gym and have your body fat analyzed. Right now, that might not be an option. If you would like to get a scale online, you can get those scales like uh, Renfo is a good scale. I have one of those. It's great for tracking the numbers going up and down, so seeing your weight going down and seeing your body fat percentage going down, but that number is not the most accurate number, but it's good enough for you to base your calories off of and for you to track your progress with. So you want to pick a goal weight and pick your body fat percentage, and the general rule here is that women should be between 15 and 25% body fat for general health, and men should be in between 10 and 20%. And these are just general numbers. You can be a little bit less than that, especially if you're an athlete. And you could be a little bit more than that. As you get older, you actually do need to have a little bit of extra body fat uh, for you know, protection of your joints and for hormonal function. As you get older, that number does creep up a little bit, but most of the time it's gonna be pretty near that that 10% range in between 15 and 25 for women and in between 10 and 20% for men here. As for your goal weight, that's going to be pretty individual because depending on how much muscle mass you carry is going to greatly differ. So even if you're within that body fat percentage, depending on how much muscle mass you have or how little muscle mass you have, that's where you're going to see a wide range of weights in there depending on your height and your, your muscle mass here. So if you know your current body fat though, you know how many extra pounds of fat you carry. And if you know what body fat you want to get to, so if you want to get within that healthy range or if you want to get a little bit lower on that range, if you know what you want to get to with your body fat percentage, you know how many pounds you need to lose to get there just by doing the math on it. Just remember, not all of the weight that you will lose when you're losing weight will be fat. So some of it's going to be water, some of it's going to be glycogen or the sugar that's stored in your muscles. Uh, You're going to lose some muscle mass. That's just part of losing weight. So the goal is obviously to maintain as much muscle mass as possible, but when you lose weight, you're going to see a mixture of, of body fat, water, glycogen, and some muscle mass. So to get to the body fat that you want to be, you may actually have to drop more weight than you think. If you think, okay, I need to lose seven pounds of fat to get to where I want to be body fat percentage-wise, you may actually have to lose 10, 12, maybe even 14 pounds to get there. Depending on how much strength training you're doing, what your protein intake is, all the things are going to help you preserve your muscle mass. It's also going to depend on whether you're doing lower or higher carbohydrate dieting because carbohydrates are stored as glycogen and that takes up weight in your body. If you're on a lower carb diet, you're going to see a lot of weight loss come from just you getting rid of the sugar in your body. So, Goal weight is, is tricky here, but if you know what your body fat percentage is and you know what you want it to be, Uh, You can figure out how many pounds you need to lose, but just understand you're going to need to add some to that because of the other things that you lose along the way of losing body fat. So the big thing here is is don't get caught up in the numbers. What you want to look at is track your weight and your body fat kind of often. I would say more than once a week because what you want to look at is a weekly average and you want to see your weight and your body fat making this slow downward trend. And slow, I mean one to two pounds a week. If you focus on that end goal and you're, you're patient enough to watch you know, a pound, two pounds, some weeks you won't lose any, some weeks you'll lose more, you just want to see a downward trend. And this takes time. So I said before that most people give up on their New Year's resolutions within a couple of months. It may take you a while to figure out what works for you with your exercise program and your diet. So you've got to stick with it. I mean, you really have to be patient when it comes to weight loss if you're doing it correctly it's gonna take some time so stay patient look at those numbers make sure that they're both moving down and you're gonna need to gradually decrease the amount of calories that you're taking in as you start losing weight that's the other thing that happens is that people start losing weight but then they don't change anything up with their diet and their weight stops and they keep eating the same well remember when you lose weight you now need to take in less calories now this is not saying as soon as you drop weight you then start eating less. I'm saying if you get stuck and you've been stuck for more than two weeks and you are really, really like you know dialed in when it comes to what you're taking in, whether you're you know weighing and measuring or using, you know, portion size or whatever it is that you're using to make sure you're taking in less food, if you are dialed in and you're stuck for two weeks And nothing's moving then it's time to go ahead and bump those calories or portion sizes or however you're tracking it bump that down a little bit and Your goal calories are gonna be based off of your body fat percentage. So as you you uh, lose weight and your body fat percentage goes down, and your weight goes down, you're going to need to adjust those numbers too. So um, this is difficult to do over over a podcast. If you want to shoot me a message, johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, at straightshottraining.com, I, I can send you back a link to some calculators that use your body fat help you find what your total daily energy expenditure estimate is and help you figure out what your calories are uh, if you need some help doing that. So um, main thing here with your weight loss though is you've got to be patient with it. It takes time, it's simple, but it is not easy. And this is probably the most common New Year's resolution that people have. And sadly when I look at you know the, the 10% of people that actually stick with it um, that means that you know 90% of people are not hitting their weight loss goals they had uh, on January 1st and that's it uh, that really sucks so um, hopefully this can help you maybe figure out a way to, to dial things in get your numbers know your numbers so that you can be tracking things on a steady basis. The other thing too is don't get, so focused on the numbers that you forget the fact that you know, by cleaning up your diet and moving more you're going to feel way better, your clothes may fit different, you're going to get stronger, you're going to get more uh, athletic or, or be able to do things on a daily basis with, with ease. It's not all about weight loss and that's the other things we're going to talk about here. So, another New Year's resolution that people have that kind of goes along with weight loss but it, it doesn't always is people just want to eat better. And they want to cut you know, junk food out of their diet or cut alcohol out of their diet. Uh, when it comes to nutrition resolutions, I think a great New Year's resolution for you is to start meal prepping. I think this is a great way to get you started down the goals of, of weight loss or gaining muscle mass or just feeling better, having more energy on a daily basis. There's a lot of things that just being consistent with your eating will do for you. So start out with meal prepping. And even if you don't know what your numbers are when it comes to your carbs, your fat, and your protein, even if you just start making your meals for the week just so you can get eating consistently, I've had plenty of clients lose weight just by making all of their lunches and snacks and and eating consistently throughout the week. They'll drop weight just because they have a plan of what they're going to eat that day instead of just mindlessly snacking all day. So meal prep, Think top goal when it comes to to adjusting your nutrition in the new year. Along with that, you want to make sure that you're eating more fruits and vegetables. A serving at every meal is a good rule when it comes to eating more fruits and vegetables. And I think that's a great way to introduce more micronutrients into your diet and vitamins and minerals. But it's also a great way to manage how many calories you're taking in because the more of these low calorie you know, nutritious foods that are you know like produce things that come out of the ground the more of those you eat them and they have a lot of fiber and water in them the less of the other stuff like you know processed carbohydrates or sugars or things like that the less room you're gonna have in your body or in your stomach to take those types of foods. in. so eat more fruits and vegetables try to get a serving at each meal eating more whole grains and beans is another great way of, of cleaning up your diet you're gonna get more fiber uh, by replacing your processed grains with whole grains Eating you know, three servings of beans a week is gonna help you cut out a lot of calories if your diet is filled with, with super uh, high calorie, low quality proteins, like super fatty ground beef that you get from the grocery store or McDonald's or lunch meats and things like that. They're gonna contain a lot of extra calories that are easy to get in. So replacing some of those servings with some beans and making sure that you have, you know, good mixture of whole grains. And not to say that you always need to eat whole grain. You can definitely eat white pasta, definitely eat white rice, but just make sure that you're getting in some whole grains throughout the week. And if your body handles beans well, I know some people have a hard time digesting them. uh, Beans are a great option too. Uh, Just remember that when you're looking at your calories, beans contain more carbs than they do protein. So that is going to factor in. It's not a one-to-one replacement with your meat servings. Something else that's a very common goal is that people want to eat less junk, eat less processed food. So what exactly does that mean though? Okay, so how are you on January 1st going to totally stop eating what the, all the processed stuff that you're currently taking in? I don't think you need to completely stop. I think it's, it needs to be something gradual. I think working towards 80% of your meals not containing any processed carbohydrates, any added sugars, any added fats, things that come in a a box or a package or frozen meals or, or prepackaged foods, things like that, you want to try to have 20% or less of your diet be from those foods and 80% of your diet being things that you find at the edge of the grocery store, or the things that you make yourself, the things that you know exactly what you're putting into your body, I think is a good goal. But that might start out, depending on what your diet is right now, that may start out with you know, 50-50 and gradually along the way, you take out some of those processed foods and replace them with nutritious whole foods. A big one that I think yeah, everybody needs to be doing right now is drinking less alcohol. This is one of the huge things that if I can get someone to just cut down on their alcohol consumption, that it immediately opens up all of these calories that they were taking in that they didn't realize and helps them lose weight. So drinking less alcohol means you know, if you're trying to lose weight, one to two drinks a week. And I know that seems pretty low and hopefully you haven't turned off the podcast already now that I just said that. But one to two drinks a week if you're trying to lose weight, your body doesn't need that stuff. It's, it is helpful. There are health benefits to alcohol. Having a little bit of wine every night, that's totally fine. But if you're trying to lose weight for a while, you may need to cut that stuff way, way down. And maybe save it for one or two drinks on the weekend so that you can make sure that the calories that you are taking in when you're in a caloric deficit are the ones that have you know, good proteins, lots of fiber, healthy fats, vitamins and minerals. I mean, alcohol doesn't have any of those. Okay? So get that stuff out of your diet. It's going to really help you if you're trying to lose weight. Another thing that's going to help you is drinking less soda or less sugary drinks. If you're trying to lose weight, I would say get it out. Don't drink any of it. But if you are really, really into you know, your Mountain Dew or something like that, having one a week is fine. As I would say if you're doing alcohol and sugary drinks, I would really only pick one of those and have one to two a week of, of either one of those. But if you're not trying to lose weight, it, one to two a week is still okay. Just make sure it fits in with the rest of your diet. But honestly, there's a whole lot of better things that you could be putting into your body than that. Uh, but I understand that you know there's also the, the enjoyment that comes from drinking a soda if somebody really enjoys it. So, But really try to limit that stuff if not cut it out completely if you're trying to lose weight. The other thing that you can do with your nutrition that will help you out is try to eat throughout the day. Now you don't have to eat six meals, but I would say eat more than twice. It's going to help with your energy levels to have you having some sustained nutrition throughout the day it'll help you eat better foods typically when people eat once or twice a day they're not going for you know a salad or you know some uh, a, a lean steak with some broccoli and a sweet potato I mean they're, they're going you know pretty hard on the entire meal if you're only eating once or twice a day rather than spreading things out nicely across the day. So three meals and two to three snacks it would be an example here. Or if you, you know, don't like to eat that often, just three meals, just make sure that you've got your, your meals spread out enough so that you have sustained energy throughout the day. That you're not starving and having these low energy levels that are going to lead to you grabbing a you know, bag of chips or a candy bar or something because you're just starving in between meals. Another thing that's going to help you with your nutrition is your hydration. I think you need to be drinking more water. I think everybody needs to be drinking more water in the new year. Half of your body weight in ounces is kind of a minimum. Now remember, if you are drinking drinking a lot of water, so you know people who are drinking a, a gallon a day, they're really trying to get a lot of water in. Just remember, you have to be to make sure that you are taking in enough electrolytes. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to the science of sweat episode, and I'll explain to you the electrolytes that you need to get in uh, to make sure that you don't overload your body with water and not have it in proper balance with your electrolytes coming in because that can be very dangerous. But it's a general rule, people don't drink enough water and that's gonna help you eat less, gonna help you have more energy, it's gonna help you have better workouts, better recovery, less stiffness, less soreness. It's gonna help everything if you just stay better hydrated. Okay, our next resolution here is strength. Some people say they wanna get stronger than a year, but what exactly does that mean? It helps if you put some numbers to it and some lifts to it. So if you wanna get stronger, pick three to four lifts or movements that you would like to be able to hit certain numbers on or perform a certain number of repetitions on. And just as an example, let's use the kind of the gold standards here. Let's use squat, deadlift, uh, bench press, and overhead press and pull-ups. For a squat, squatting your body weight is a good starting point, but if you can already do that, aiming for a one and a half or double your body weight squat, and that means two times your body weight on the bar, uh, for men, and 1.25 to 1.75 times your body weight for women is a, a, a similar goal to a double body weight squat for a guy. And these are definitely more advanced goals. I'm not saying everybody should be able to squat double their body weight, but if you have a strength goal, basing it off of your body weight is a good way to figure out what should you be squatting. You know, if you weigh 145 pounds, obviously your squat is gonna be look different than somebody who weighs 245 pounds. So basing off of your body weight is a good way to figure out uh, a strength goal for yourself. On a deadlift, uh, it's usually gonna be higher than your squat, so aiming for 1.25 times your body weight would be a starting point, and then work your way up to a, a double body weight deadlift, and then eventually you know, two and a half times your body weight, uh, or 1.75 to 2.25 times your body weight if you're a female athlete, that's a solid goal. Now those are lower body or more lower body lifts for upper body bench press starting with .75 times your body weight would be a good starting point. This would be half your body weight for a woman on a bench press. Uh, but if You, you probably want to get closer as you get going to 1.25 maybe up to 1.5 times your body weight for a bigger bench press. That's definitely more of an advanced goal uh, and that would be uh, 1 times your body weight or 1.25 times your body weight for women. Uh, overhead press these numbers are going to be a lot lower because overhead press is a lot harder so start with pressing half your body weight overhead or a third of your body weight overhead and then try to get to you know three quarters to uh, pressing your body weight overhead if you're a guy and then pressing half your body weight overhead and then pressing 0.75 times your body weight overhead for women Uh, and again i'm using jet the these numbers here are really really kind (laughs) of arbitrary numbers that have kind of been thrown around for years in the strength and conditioning world, and they're based off of of weight and estimated muscle mass. There's obviously uh, female athletes who have more muscle mass than me and or who have less muscle mass than me and are just way stronger than me because of their training. So when I'm throwing these numbers out, they're kind of general rules just to make sure that you can kind of uh, maybe compare yourself to these standards or estimations I guess on what you should be able to press or pull or squat for your body weight but it's it's, again it's really individual and you should make up goals based on what you want to achieve when it comes to your strength but if you need some help these these are the guidelines that we kind of use now finally for pulling strength kind of the gold standard is, is your pull up if you don't have a pull up there's a million different ways to work on it but just understand it takes time and it takes consistency if you wanted to bench press more, you would understand that it, you're going to have to gradually put, you know, five pounds on the bar every other week or something to you eventually hit your goal. With a pull up, it's difficult to see because you're pulling your body weight, and you can't tell how much stronger you're getting on a pull up unless you're using an assistance machine. And a lot of you working out at home will be using bands or doing negatives or something like that on your home pull up bar. It's difficult to see progress. So, you know, doing some videos of yourself gradually decreasing the amount of help that you're using on your pull-up that's going to help you stay on track with getting that first pull-up if you're working out at home now if you already have pull-ups and you have a goal of a certain number of repetitions or you want to add weight on a weighted pull-up that would be a good goal to gradually get stronger with your pulling strength biggest thing here is you need a plan you need a progress a progressive strength program to help you hit those strength goals. You can't just be going out there throwing weight on a bar and trying to, to pick it up or squat it, right? You, you have to figure out what are your starting numbers? How do you need to gradually add weight to this And how are you going to keep that up over time? Because you can't just keep putting weight on the bar every week and expecting to lift it. There's going to be times where you have to go up and down and change your repetitions and change your rest periods and change how many sets you're doing, change how many times you're doing that lift a week. Uh, This is where, honestly, you probably need to get a coach. If you have a strength goal, I highly recommend getting in touch with me and my coaches, and we can help you get going with something that's that's going to be manageable for you, that's gonna be progressive, something that's gonna help you reach those strength goals. Uh, so you can head over to straightshottraining.com and check out everything we have to offer when it comes to helping you achieve those strength goals. Another goal that people may have when it comes to training or fitness or a goal that maybe you should set for yourself if you haven't before is some type of endurance-based goal great to have strength goals, but also having some type of endurance goal, and I'm not talking about super long races. I'm mainly talking about conditioning in general. Having one of those goals will help you make sure that you're staying well-rounded as an athlete and that you have just as healthy of a heart and respiratory system as you do your muscular system. So races may not be happening for a while, but if you just want to pick a distance that you would like to run or bike and pick how long you think you want to do it in, or when, definitely pick when you would like to perform it by because you need to have some type of, of ending date to your goal here. But pick a distance or how long you would like to run. You know, I want to run for an hour non-stop. I want to run for 10 minutes non-stop. Whatever that is your goal is. Pick something so that you have something to work towards. Same thing with your strength. Gradually towards it. So for example you could pick a 5k or a 10k and a time you would like to complete it in based on prior performances or you could do a 5 or a 10k for the first time ever and just plot it out in your neighborhood. You don't have to sign up for one or anything. Just figure out the distance and work towards it. The key here is pick a date so you have something to work towards since you're not going to be signing up for a race. So I would suggest at least 12 weeks in advance if you are doing a distance you've never done before and 8 to 12 weeks if you're just focused on training to improve your time on a distance. And it can be something where uh, you're... You're going to achieve that goal in less time, but giving yourself a longer period to train like this is going to allow you to make smaller increases in your mileage, smaller increases in your duration, smaller increases in your speed, so you're less likely to get overuse injuries. So yeah, you could train for a race or improve your time in four weeks or six weeks, but I would say give yourself 12 weeks. Make a gradual plan of taking up your mileage or your duration or your speed gradually so you don't get overuse injuries on the way because that's another reason why people give up on their New Year's resolutions is because they're getting hurt and we do not want that, so. Our next resolution is one that I don't hear enough people make at the end of the year. I hear a lot about strength or weight loss or nutrition or something like that, not enough people do this one and I think even if you picked one of those other ones as a resolution, I think you should add this one on because a lot of people deal with this and this is pain resolution. So pick a body part or several body parts that are constantly giving you issues and set a goal to resolve your pain there. Now this can be tricky because it could be a mixture of actual tissue damage in the area or structural issues in the joint or maybe just stiffness or tightness or nerve issues or leftover dysfunctions from prior injuries, maybe poor programming in your workouts, maybe you did too much, maybe you didn't have enough recovery, Maybe you just have pain during movements or just pain in general. It's hard to make a blanket recommendation here of how to best resolve pain issues in your body. But honestly, the best thing I can tell you to do here is work on your movement. Okay, You want to gain functional range of motion in your joints. What should the joint be able to do? Then you want to build stability in the area, meaning can you move that joint through a full range of motion with control? and no pain. Then you want to build consistency with your movements, build endurance in the muscles in that area so they don't lead to these defaults to bad patterns after a couple of repetitions. And then after that, actually try to build up the muscles in the area by gaining some lean muscle mass in the muscles that support that that joint. And after that, you're ready to start slowly increasing the load on that area with progressively heavier weights. Finally, after that, you can start doing things faster, like box jumps, or running, or lifting things faster, or circuits, or hit workouts with tons of jumping. All of those things are need to be built upon each other to gradually work you up so that you are resolving pain, but also increasing your performance so that you don't have those issues come back again. Each one of those training phases there that I just talked about, so we got stability, endurance, hypertrophy, strength, and power. Each one takes you four to eight weeks depending on how you're progressing. So this may be a four to six six month process, but if you're really interested in resolving your pain, it's gonna take time to gradually get your body able to do what it's supposed to do without pain. But ultimately, it's hard to fix something if you don't know what's wrong. So I would start with visiting a physical therapist or an orthopedist. Start there so that you know what you're doing before you start. Rule out any serious issues is what I'm trying to say here. They'll also help guide you towards what you can work on to fix your pain by fixing the way you move. So you need to figure out what's wrong first. You can self-diagnose as much as you want using the internet and it may be wildly wrong. So again, here I mentioned earlier, you know, talking to a personal trainer if you have a strength goal. If you have a goal when it comes to pain resolution, earliest date you can get in to see a physical therapist, go see one, so that you can rule out anything that's that's, something that you really need to be careful about. If they've ruled out, you know, structural issues or uh, tendon tears or uh, maybe connective tissue tears uh, in your ligaments or in your joint capsules, if they can rule that stuff out and they say, yeah, you know, you have Uh, stiffness here that's causing pain here you know you can work with your physical therapist and then work on building that stability endurance, hypertrophy, strength and power on your own or with your coach and uh, be on a good track there but just rule out the stuff that's going to make it difficult for you to do it on your own you may need to actually be with a physical therapist but you don't want to do something where you are actually making the issue worse by just going off and doing everything on your own when you have something seriously wrong in a joint so I would see a physical therapist first and then from there you'll know what to do. Our last resolution here, and this is another one that I don't think enough people do, and this kinda can be sometimes tied in with the pain resolution. This is flexibility and mobility resolutions. So you wanna get more flexible. You wanna get more mobile. You wanna be able to to do things without groaning as you stand up out of the chair or pick something off of the floor. This is, again, difficult because it's hard to put an exact metric on flexibility and mobility besides doing, you know, like a sit and reach test or something kind of arbitrary like we use in, in human conditioning labs just to test things for tests. Uh, we want to talk about functional mobility, you know, being able to move your body in and out of shapes that your body's supposed to be in. I think a great goal here is a full range of motion squat. It's a great flexibility goal. I'm talking toes mostly straight forward, your the arches of your feet supported, your knees in line with your toes, your back flat, mostly upright, sitting down as far as your bones will fold over each other basically, and, uh, and gradually work towards that. It's gonna take a lot of ankle, hip, and thoracic spine mobility, um, and it's gonna take some time there. But you can use any body shape and work to improve your mobility though, and the best way to mark your progress here is pictures. Take a picture of your squat or your lunge, your overhead position, and then work on it and then look at some pictures every week and see how your your body is improving with getting into these, these positions. Uh, so for an overhead test, reach your arms up overhead and take a picture from the side. If you can't get your arms overhead in line with your ears and keep your back flat, you need to work on your overhead mobility. If you can't set up for a deadlift with your back flat at the bottom, you need to work on your mobility. If you can't do a lunge without folding forward at the hip or if you have a lot of trouble getting in and out of that position, so you know, doing a lunge with your knee all the way on the ground and your torso upright, if you can't do that, you need to work on your hip mobility, especially the front of your hip there. So pick a movement or a shape, film it, or take pictures of it from several different angles, work on it every day, take weekly update pictures, and you're probably gonna see some big changes even in just a month of moving consistently in, in good positions like that. So there we go. There's some ideas for you when it comes to New Year's resolutions. We talked about weight loss, nutrition, strength, endurance, pain resolution, and flexibility slash mobility. Picking one of those. Pick a couple of them. It's just something where you're going to have a goal, something where you're going to put some metrics to it so you can keep track of your progress, and something where you're going to give yourself an end date. Just giving yourself a, I'm going to lose weight, but you don't have... A actual number of how much you're going to lose, and then you don't say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by this date. When you just leave it open-ended like that, it's really easy to lose your willpower, and it's really easy to forget about it. If you can put some dates on these things, put some metrics on them, so that you can try to work consistently and keep yourself motivated, or get a, a coach or some external motivation to help you stick with these things, you're much more likely to stick with your resolution than if you just said, I'm going to lose weight this year and you didn't put anything on it and there was no way of tracking it and no end date on it there either. So hopefully these are helping you out. Thank you so much for listening today. If you could leave me a rating on whatever platform you're currently listening to me on, that would be awesome. Please share this episode with a friend. It's really helpful for me whenever you do that as well. We are actually going to take a break until the new year. So this is the last podcast of 2020. We'll resume in the new year. We've got a bunch of cool stuff coming up. We'll be having one more guests next year. We're going to be bringing in other trainers from Straight Shot to share some things with you all. And I'm really excited to continue doing the podcast in 2021. I want to take a second, though, to thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of what we've been able to build this year with Straight Shot. It means a lot to me all the people that messaged me and talked to me about the podcast, all of the people that currently train with us at Straight Shot, we took a big leap this year with what we're doing. And this was a big leap as a fitness company in a year that was really bad for the fitness industry. And it is just is humbling at how much support we received as as coaches from all of you to help us do what we did this year. And I'm extremely, extremely thankful for you and for all of the just love and encouragement and stuff that you all have given me as a coach and all of the trainers who work with me. Uh, We're extremely thankful for you and for you being there with us in a very tough year for us as trainers. uh, And you all have actually made it an awesome year for us. So thank you so much and have a great week, everybody.